0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 18th of August and as usual with all the information contained in this presentation, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this presentation. If you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full or head on over to the website if you're listening on a podcast and read it there. All right, well, an interesting night on the US markets, and we did see some selling, uh, to say the least. We saw the Dow Jones down 0.8 of a percent, 282 points to the downside, through 35,343 for the Dow. The Nasdaq down 0.93, so technology stocks under a little bit more pressure, 138 points to 14,656, and the S&P 500 down 0.7 or 32 points to 4,448. Once again, it was issues with some of the economic data coming out. We're on the verge also of Jackson Hole next week, and we did have some testimony from Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell at a, a little bit of an informal talk that he gave, uh, which also pointed to a little bit of downside risk and people happy to take money off the table as a result. And it is all about results today more than anything else. But SPY Futures showing a loss of 34 points or 0.46 of a percent to 74.11. As far as the volatility goes, though, we did see that VIX index pick up, as you would expect. Uh, when we see some weakness in equity markets up eleven point one percent, seventeen point nine one. So insurance, although picking up a little bit, is still relatively cheap. Long term averages for the VIX around eighteen to nineteen. So that's 17.9 still A little bit on the cheap side, but it does seem to get to 16 and then bounce higher on that VIX index. So uh, it is usually a bit of a sign that there is a bit of volatility to come when we see the VIX get to around 16. In terms of commodities last night, Brent crude down 0.69%. Or uh, 48 cents to 69.03. We had WTI down just over one percent, 70 cents to 66.59. Gold price down two bucks, point one one percent. Nothing very exciting there, 17.87.8, and the iron ore price slipping below that 160 level support which will not be good news for the iron ore miners and we're going to get to BHP in a minute down 1.85% or 3 bucks 159.50 in other commodities we saw copper down 2.1% nickel down 1.6 aluminum down 0.4 zinc down 0.6 lead down 0.17 tin though had a better day uh, yesterday Here you can see the S&P 500, it did claw its way back after some heavy losses at around lunchtime, uh, which were uh, certainly not particularly good. That came after some economic data showing the US economy is slightly weakening, and we also have seen Chinese data as well saying the same thing. And New Zealand heading into a three-day snap lockdown as more cases uncovered in the community there did rock a little bit of confidence as New Zealand is one of the poster childs for uh, zero uh, cases in the world as far as major stocks go that was the worst drop in a month uh, and yellen urged by republicans to the block the taliban from imf reserves i would have thought that was a gimme to be honest uh, more than 4.74 billion shots given and the uk has authorized a moderna covid 19 vaccine for use in adolescents south africa anticipates the fourth covid wave And the Boston Fed's Rosengren says strong economic growth would justify ending asset purchases by mid-22. And the S&P 500, a little bit of a, a trivia statistic, has doubled from its pandemic bottom. At least it had until last night. It's the fastest bull rally since World War II. As far as what's on here today, we've got a little bit of economic news Westpac July leading index, second quarter wage price index, and New Zealand second quarter PPI and monetary policy statement from the RBNZ. 10 year yields in the US 1.27%, Australia 1.13%, Germany still negative at 0.47 and some of the technology stocks in the US under a little bit of pressure. We saw Tesla down 3%, Apple down 0.6, Facebook down 2.2 and Amazon down 1.7 and I think Square was down around 1.7 as well. But the big news last night was really the BHP results. Uh, staggeringly good results, great dividend as well, but it is a transformational set of numbers and a transformational strategy that BHP have embarked upon. Some of these issues have been brewing for some time since the activist shareholder Elliott Advisors uh, got on board the BHP strategy story, and it does look as if they have won the day to some extent, albeit uh, some years later. So to round up, BHP is going to collapse its dual listed structure. This is a mechanism where BHP PLC was listed in London and BHP limited was listed in australia they will collapse that into one structure with a primary listing in australia there will be secondary listings in london the important thing though for investors is that plc the london shares have been trading at a substantial discount for many a long year because of the fact that you could not swap one for one now you are able to swap one for one and so the arbitrage players will be in Full swing to give you some idea when the deal was announced last night bhp plc ran eight percent higher it closed up around three and a half percent higher but in new york terms in adr terms which are fungible you can create and destroy you can unparcel adrs bhp fell eight percent nearly so that is uh, an interesting move from bhp so it's going to be a confusing period Australian shareholders because we could see the arbitrage players step in continually, sell down the ASX BHP and buy up the UK PLC and take advantage of the fact that that dual listing structure will be collapsed. Uh, next year and the two will become one and therefore the arbitrage players can make hay while the sun shines. The other big part of the transformational story for BHP of course was the merger of its oil and gas assets with Woodside and together with that Meg O'Neill has been announced as the permanent CEO of Woodside and this looks like she drove a pretty good deal uh, for that merger. It's going to create a big $40 40 billion dollar behemoth in the oil and gas sector. So our oil and gas sector is shrinking by the day with Santos and Oil Search getting together. Now we've got BHP and Woodside getting together. So it'll be interesting to see how BHP reacts here today, but undoubtedly there will be some pressure from the arbitrage players who will sell BHP ASX listed and buy PLC because of that uh, anomaly of the difference in the share price there and becoming one the dividend was pretty good for bhp to say the least very generous and all things were pretty good on that front and certainly look as if they have their mojo back and I have written an article in the newsletter today about the bhp transformational strategy that they have embarked upon and they've also told the market they are pushing into potash which is going to transform the company as well together with the nickel push they're doing so in other news today, we've got a whole bunch of results coming out. CBA is launching its Buy Now Pay Later product called Step Pay. We've seen uh, Silver Lake profits slide to 98.2 million, down 62%, revenue up 5%, no dividend. Fisher and Pikel have said the outlook remains uncertain, revenue down 2% in Q1 to 582 New Zealand dollars. Westpac yesterday pushed out that decision on capital management until the results later in the year. And EML came out, they snuck in their results during the BHP drop last night after hours, but they have said they are resolving the Irish issues and working with the Central Bank of Ireland and hoping to get it all sorted by the beginning of 2022. So that's good news for EML. As far as uh, M&A goes, we are seeing some rumours of a big M&A deal uh, with uh, that sector. With Remelius, could be looking at Gascoigne Resources. And Atrip, AAC, which is Australian agricultural company, big beef producer, in the spotlight, Joe Lewis, who is 82 years old and sunning himself on his yacht in the Caribbean at the moment with uh, billions of dollars worth of art on board, uh, is looking to sell down perhaps as part of his legacy and AAC could become a takeover target and we are seeing more cases in New Zealand with that bubble bursting there. So, not good news for the world. As far as question of the day goes, is BHP right to embark on such a huge transformation in these uncertain times? It's big, big deals for BHP, the oil and gas, the dual listed structure and the investment in potash. Is this the right time to do it? Certainly look as if they are embarking on what could be a major transformation for BHP for the 21st century and will improve their ESG credentials which they feel has been holding the share price back. So it'll be interesting to see how that one reacts. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there as usual. It's a great group. And members Helping Members is the motto there. Don't forget we've got an Ask the Analyst session on Friday at 5pm. We're going to go whale hunting. We're going to look for five stocks which could be potential whales, multi-baggers that have been suggested by you for me to have a little look at. And we might even touch on some of the results this week. And in the newsletter today, they have written up four stocks, uh, their results, in a little more detail on what our view is rather than just what the brokers are saying. Uh, BHP, Magellan, Breville, and ARB are the stocks that I have looked at today. That's it for me today. Thanks very much and have a great day.